Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy. I am your host, and thank you so much for being here. So this is another episode of the Storyteller series, and I really wanted to create a space for people to share their own stories. And our guest on today's episode is Dara Alston. So I have been infatuated with Dara since I discovered her on Instagram last fall. And Dara is the host of a podcast called Dear Hallmark. So if you have paid attention to the little Easter eggs I've dropped, or maybe they aren't so so much Easter eggs, it's just, I don't know, a carrot dropping on your head from the sky. Um, I love Hallmark. Hallmark is one of my happy places. And that inspired me to create another Instagram account called my happy feel good place. So when I was creating that account, I stumbled upon Dara and it was just a story that I saw. And she wasn't even featured in the story. Like you didn't even see her, but it was the way she was narrating the scene with like one of my favorite Hallmark actresses, Jill Wagner, the way she, the words she used and the energy behind that. I, I told my husband, I said, I love this woman. <laughs> I know nothing about her, but again, like the energy, her vibe, the way she described things. I was just like, this person needs to be my new best friend. And so fortunately she and I have developed what I would like to think of as a friendship. And, um, I wanted to know more about her. And then she announced that she had written a book and it was being published, excuse me, and it's called Chasing Wind and you can get it on Amazon. But when she announced that, my mind was just blown. I'm like, okay, you are this really charismatic, enigmatic person and you just wrote a book like and, and you're watching like every Hallmark movie and giving every review, like the same energy and love and thought, like you're freaking amazing. And then you just have this awesome vibe about you. So she was actually supposed to be my first guest on the podcast, <laughs> but I think we had to reschedule five or six times. Um because like either I was sick or my son was sick. And then the one time where like my son and I were good, the power went out in her area. So she couldn't use her computer. Um, so then we rescheduled. And then I think, I think, oh, my son was supposed to have a dental procedure and I knew I wouldn't be in the right mindset the night before because I was super freaked out about it. So we rescheduled that. And then here we are. So even if you don't like Hallmark, I really hope that you listen because this conversation is not just about Hallmark. It is about how her podcast, Dear Hallmark, came to be, but it's also so much about what she has learned through her experiences in life, um, how she really started out as this person that you looking at her and and hearing her and just experiencing her, you 
wouldn't expect her to be. And so to me, she just really embodies why I started the storyteller series is because there is so much more to her. And to me, it's, it's a reminder that there's so much more to each of us than meets the eye. And when you start digging in and understanding more about people's backstories, you find that we do have so much more in common than we probably realize. And I think that's so powerful in helping create a foundation for us to continue to build relationships. And again, when we find those commonalities, we realize that we're more alike than we ever thought. So I invite you to stay tuned. This is a long episode. And just so you know, we talked for about 40 minutes after we, after we stopped recording. Um, and I'm going to have her back on whether she likes it or not, because you just, you just need to listen and you'll totally see why. I'm so inspired by you. And that's why I just wanted to, to have you on. And yeah, like today I was thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so nervous. Like I'm so nervous about interviewing Dara. And is that why it just kept getting postponed? Am I not supposed to do this? Oh gosh, no. (laughs) Sis, when I tell you, I really am like, I am 2% milk. I'm so regular. It's not even a thing. (laughs) But that is, that is, that is not like your Dara-isms. Like that is not regular, like having that much personality. It's just, I am not accustomed to that. And I feel like I have a lot of personality, but when I see you and I hear you, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's just everything. And I'll never forget, like when I first became aware of you, when you first like entered my sphere, I guess you were, um, you were watching some Hallmark movie with Jill Wagner. And I remember you were commenting mm-hmm. on her clothing and she was very 1940s. And mm-hmm. I think you were eating Oreos. And I told my mm-hmm. husband, I'm like, I love this woman. <laughs> like she is just, she is just everything. And I'll just, I'll never forget that. And ever since then, I've just been like, you know, like a little fan girl. So it's just so cool to actually like be kind of face to face and because we've been leaving each other voice notes over dm and i've just loved being able to build with you and now one day we're going to meet in person i believe that too yes start just meeting virtually i'm excited (laughs) well thank you just so much for agreeing to come on and being so so flexible yes (laughs) you too It's just literally hell or high water and we're finally here. <laughs> I know. I I appreciate it so much. Um okay, so I would like to know like your your backstory. I guess like in I feel like I'm older than you. So like a reader's digest version, like you know what that is, right? Cliff <laughs> notes. For the record, I'm 32. Oh yeah, see, I'm old. I'm 44. So. Oh my god. You don't look a day. <laughs> I could have sworn you were 37. Oh, 30, no. I, I like, I'm not gassy, that. like, legit. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shocked to find out women's ages. For some reason, I just, I, because you all have such young, vibrant spirits. 
like so I'm thinking oh they're they must be my age or maybe just a couple years older it doesn't occur to me unless I see the gray hair that like <laughs> you know that you guys I, and are... you know what I haven't seen the gray hair so I don't know <laughs> like it you still look good girl even with the gray hair you still look good well Mm -hmm. I feel like too like I was talking to somebody at at the day job today and like my husband and I'm like god I don't feel like we're 44 and 46 years old and we don't Mm -hmm. act like it but then I'm thinking what 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 does that look like and I feel I feel like I think of my parents when my parents were my age or even my sister my sister's nine years older Mm -hmm. and the way she was at 44 is vastly different Mm -hmm. than how I am but then I think too we're also completely different people Mm -hmm. and you know this is just who I've been my entire life and I'll probably be this way when I'm 80 you know, it's just, and, and I, and I 60, so it won't be, <laughs> I, hope so. <laughs> I hope so, but I feel like it's, it's the personality too, that just lends itself. Like you said, like to that, mm-hmm. that more youthful For quality, sure. you know, For sure. For so, sure. so you do know what like reader's digest is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah, I would, I would love the, the reader's digest version of of Dara's life um grew up in Philly still here in Philly um we're in the playoffs now and I wouldn't have known I'm a fair weather Philly sports fan I know don't come for me y'all I'm sorry I just (laughs) don't care about professional sports I don't either I don't care care. Mm -hmm. like I and it's funny because I've tried like I used to really follow college sports because I feel like they had drive. They have something to work to work. True. Mm-hmm. These men are making multi-million dollars. I feel like they don't care. Like yeah. I just, they're just here to collect a check, do some little whoop de do and, you know, impress the fans and then go home. So I was never into professional sports. I've since dropped off a of college sports. So I don't follow any sports at all. My sister, she loves it. She's like, Dar, did you hear? Of-? I'm like, wrong crowd. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But speaking of which, I have a younger sister um, and I also have an older brother who's, I think, 18, 15 to 18 years older than me um, because uh, he he's my um, like half brother, but I, he's my whole brother. You know, that's, like that's how my sister is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's my brother. So um, I grew up re- like people would probably be surprised. I was incredibly introverted and quiet. I was like people didn't know if I talked or not like in high school I'll never forget one time the class was just being incredibly disruptive and it got on my nerves so much I stood up and just yelled everybody shut up and the class just was so quiet and one guy was just like I didn't even know Dara talked oh my gosh I can just imagine like people like oh my gosh she spoke literally it was just like she talks because I kept to myself I played solitaire a lot like I was your like I was your typical loner and it was really in college that where I began to discover more about myself and find my voice that my personality just began to bud just a little bit Mm -hmm. And then the older I got, the more I learned about myself, especially, I I really think it was in 2020, having to just sit with myself for all that time, because even before the pandemic happened, 
in December, like right at Christmas 2019, I tore my Achilles in a church dance production. And that was the first major injury I ever had in life. So I was distraught. I was upset. I was mad because I'm so used to, and we talked about this um, before you started recording, like I was so used to hustling and bustling, being Uh in the streets, going here, going there, going there. And I told my Achilles, so I just had to sit on my behind all day. And I was like, this is not the Dara way of life. Like I need to be doing something, you know? So sitting with myself for those three months, because I had my surgery right at the, right at January, the, the end of January, 2020, and then shutdown happened March. So I was in the house even more. And it really gave me time to think about the woman that I wanted to be. Um, And at this time, I started thinking about like, when I want to have kids, like I want them to remember their mom a certain way. Like, I don't want to just move in this world in oblivion and anonymity. Like, I want to make a mark. I want my Mm -hmm. life to be something. And that's where Hallmark came in. It's cheesy as it sounds. No, no, it does. It does not sound cheesy to me. I think I mean, there, there is a cheese factor there for sure, (laughs) but that's part of what I love about it. And honestly, like that's, I, I find them inspiring. Like, I think if you, if you look beneath like what's on the surface and, and like the cheesy predictable storylines, and I love the word trope when you use that (laughs) yesterday, I'm like, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, to me, there, there's, there's deeper meanings there if you want to see them. And right. so I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's cheesy at all. And I've, I've always been a fan of Hallmark movies, but it was, I normally kept it to myself, like, or, you know, I would get clowned a little bit about it from my, um, I call them my brothers, but these are men that I've grown up with, like throughout mm-hmm. the years. So they've literally become like brothers to me. So I, they, they clown me about it. And even more so now that I have a podcast now, they find some type of way oh, to clown I'm me sure. about it. But um, I, I was just like, you know what? I like these movies. Why don't I talk about it? And before I, like in college, I had been making little videos on Facebook. And when I graduated grad school, I thought I was going to be this world-class YouTuber. So I was going to, like, I made a video of like, welcome to, you know, all of this. And it just never took off. So I was like, all right, let me try this YouTube thing again. Because I don't know who who are reviewing these movies out there. And I really feel like once I embrace that part of me, everything else kind of fell in line and it it was a way for me to embrace all of who I am because I never mm-hmm. did like and that's also what inspired the book Chasing Wind if you look at the dedication like legit that's how I felt I felt like my interests weren't validated um my looks weren't validated <clears throat> um how I dressed wasn't validated which is another reason why fashion played an important role in the book um and pressing more into that I know I'm going all over the place but I (laughs) no I I like it because that's exactly what I do so it's totally fine (laughs) so like with fashion it's it's it was always a way for me to to express myself and in college I I used fashion as a a way for me to dress like the woman that I wanted to be 
mm-hmm. in college. And then afterwards, um, in grad school, I worked at Express for a little bit. Oh, that was and... my very first credit card. Oh, I, I know all American about Eagle. Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so that was, that was literally my intro into retail and into men's clothing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I like from working that job, I would have such a profound love and interest in men's fashion because I used to be so intimidated by it because it was so intricate, Mm -hmm. but them pushing me to the men's side of the store. And I would be the one helping the guys that would come in, helping them with their suits and their shirts and stuff and finding out how easy breezy they are and how non-complicated it is to dress them, but also the intricacy of their suits and things like that. I was really, that really, really sparked something in me. And so that, that, that's, that's something that I've carried with me ever since. And I wanted to express that aspect, um, in the book. So that's, that's kind you of wanted like to that. express oh, that aspect. The pun was intended. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, um, I, yeah, I'm really in this space of just now that I feel like I've discovered who I am and, I'm finding that I'm I'm okay with it, like not apologizing for it. Because I used to, because I feel like sometimes I am the only one in my circle or in my world that like these different things. um, It can seem pretty lonely sometimes, and so I find I find myself sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I should like such and such, or maybe I should try such and such. And it's like, no, Dara, you're a Hallmark Channel lover love it you are a book nerd get all in find a group like that's why I found a group on Facebook an avid Christian fiction readers group and I just I'll just be in there and comment you know that Kermit uh-huh. gift where he's like like that's me <laughs> yeah. responding to, to everybody like I've just learned that there is literally a community for everything even though it's not with me in person it's like, that's one of the things I do love about technology and the digital era era, era is that you can really find a community f- for any interest that you right. have. And so that that's really helped me um, also just really be okay and love the Dara, the woman that God has created me to be. So that was a crock pot version of what no, I was I, I, to be a microwave version. But. <laughs> no, I don't use microwaves anyway. So I'm, I'm oh, bet, bet. <laughs> um, and, and, and it really started out as like, we literally had no room for it. And I'm like, you know what, we can make it, man- <laughs> like, we can make it work with an oven and a toaster oven and, and a yeah. crock pot. So it's, it's all good. Um, I like, I just love like every, everything that you said, and I just relate to it so much because growing up, I too was very much an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was to some degree, but my mom also told me that I was, so mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, this is who you are. So that's what I Mm. made sure I was because that's yeah. what she was telling me that I was. Yeah. Um, and I think for me too, like, and I feel like for a lot of people like 2020 and I know like your, your little hiccup happened, you know, prior to the whole world shutting down, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I feel like so many of us were for, I mean, to me, how I look at COVID is just like, God just kind of going like, 
you guys like are prioritizing the wrong things. You guys mm-hmm. are just so confused and there's just a lot of like stuff going on. And so yeah. I'm going to make you all slow down yeah. and just look at your life and like I'm getting goosebumps right now like that's that's my personal take on like what happened and Mm. I feel like so many people just did they just they were forced to slow down they had to look at their lives and for me I mean that's that's where Awaken the Extraordinary was born from and for me, I just started going on Instagram, like on my personal page and just like posting videos of just like, this is, this is my thought for the day. And, and I had a friend that was like, you rambled on for 15 minutes. You need to make it like five. And I I didn't ask for your opinion. Um, But I think I can, I can relate to so much of what you're saying in terms of just like fully embracing who you are and having, I think like, Hallmark and the podcast and the group that you can like connected with on Facebook in terms of, you know, the, the Christian novels, like connecting with these people that really allowed you to, I think, accept who you are and just embrace that because yes, like God, God made you this way. Like you, you are exactly what he wants you to be. So why not just be it and just like love it and just do it without any apologies, just do it with like carefree abandon and the people that are supposed to be attracted to you and in your circle, like they'll be there. And the people that aren't like, there's another community for them somewhere else. And for me, like that's, I feel the most myself that I've ever been. Yeah, And, you know, I'm like, eh, took me four to something years to get here, but that's okay. Like Better I'm here now. Never. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I even had to, because that moment of second guessing came once the podcast began, began to take momentum because once I got introduced, I didn't even know there was a whole fan community or podcast community in the Hallmark universe until Tyler did what he did he shared my review of it was always you and his stories that last summer and that's how stuff like that was the kickoff that that put fire under me to even create the Dear Hallmark podcast because it was just going to be a YouTube channel and so when he did that then all these other people began to share stuff I was like who are these people so then I began to look at these people and I'm like yo there's a whole like podcasting thing yeah And then I began, I I kind of retreat, like I thought a little bit, I was like, wait, oh, but a lot of them like do things like this, or a lot of them do things like this. Maybe I need to pare it down a little bit. Maybe not be too boisterous, maybe give them a me in small Mm -hmm. doses because not, (laughs) maybe they won't be able to take me all at once. It's a lot. Dara's a lot. (laughs) I am a lot. Like under, (laughs) I am extra personified, but just I, I even had to take that moment and be like, no, uh, we can't go down this road again. Like, why, why did you even start this in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Just, oh my, like, I'm, I'm going to cry. I cry all the time. Ask my husband. Um, <laughs> but that just, that's so powerful. And I can just, I can just relate to that so much because mm. I've, I felt that too. It's like, oh, maybe I need to tone something down or maybe I need yeah. to to do something the way that this person is doing it. And 
I don't want to do that. Like I <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't, first of all, like it's boring to me. I don't yeah. want to filter myself. I don't want to censor myself. I'm okay with some of the filters that like smooth out my skin. I'm okay with that kind of, filter. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, I don't, I've censored myself for so long and it's really nice embracing just who I am and I'm, I'm quirky and I'm zany and you like, you just have so much charisma. And I think too, you're quirky and you're zany and you're own dar away. <laughs> and I think that's, that's what, like, that's what attracted me to you. Mm-hmm. And the people that are more, I guess, like chill and just kind of laid back. I'm like, okay, like they're okay, but I like you, you know, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. just, you just have so much energy and I just, I like your vibe, you know? And so I'm so, I'm so proud Thank of you. you. And I'm so happy that Thank you. that one, you had that level of self-awareness where you're like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going here. I've been here before. This is where we spent a lot of our life. Like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to love it. And the right people, like they're going to love it too. So with Tyler Hines, like, did you interview him? Or how did, how did him sharing you and like, how did that come about? Christy, (laughs) I was minding my business. In fact, here is the full story. That weekend was one of the most traumatic weekends of 2021 for me, because a lot of important people in my life decided to leave my church on bad terms and didn't say anything to me about it. Haven't talked to them since. So I was trying to process that because I'm just at these people's houses for 4th of July. And then a week later, like, what the heck? I was processing that crying in my bed. And then I'm starting to get notifications. So-and-so followed you. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. You know, another follower for dear Hallmark. Great. And then it kept trickling. And I was like, what's happening here? The next thing I know, I see Cindy Busby, uh, Busby followed me. I was like, okay, something's in the water and I need to know what it is. What is happening? Couldn't find out. So I'm in church. We're having church on Zoom and I get a DM. Oh, I saw Tyler's story. This is so exciting for you. And I'm like, wait, what? 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 Wait, <laughs> there could be only one Tyler that you're talking about right, right. now. And uh, so I look to make sure, okay, they're talking about that. Let me go over here for a little quick. I go on the, <laughs> and I, cause I wasn't, it didn't occur to me that these actors had Instagrams. I wasn't tagging anybody in anything right. when I was uploading. So I look and sure enough, my review is in his story. And then people began to DM me. Oh, someone in the Heine's Facebook page shared my review there. He saw it, watched it, and then shared it in his story. Oh my gosh. And so at Christmas Con, that was our first time meeting in person. That was July when he did that. So December, that was our first time meeting in person and talking since then. Okay. And I was just like, what is happening? And then the interview was just bonkers. I was <laughs> sometimes I just I, I do find myself just watching it like, yo, that happened. Like it was it was really a full circle moment. I'm like, what is my life right now? Like, 
that and you're was... talking and you're talking about like when you gave him like the space to share whatever he wanted to and he he praised Dara. Christy, I did not pay him. There was no contract. You know, that, I... that did kind of run through my mind. <laughs> but I was like, how much would you have to pay Tyler Hyde's? I was not like I I genuinely was trying to contain myself. Like I looked chill. But there was a whole 4th of July Disney 50th anniversary parade <laughs> going on in my I stomach. So I was like, this is, it was such a full circle moment. And also I think I, at times I find like, I do need to hear that because especially as a black woman in this space, sometimes I am also nervous how people receive me and how I'm still surprised that people want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> like I, I'm it's uh yeah like I I'm just grateful and that was such a full circle moment for me because like I said I had no plans to start a podcast but because from him doing that in July um people began to ask me what I thought of other movies right so I thought okay well I'm reviewing all of these new release movies on YouTube I can't make all these videos so I'll just start a podcast. And at that time, I was used to podcasting. I had a literature podcast that I was doing regularly. I'm sorry. I had a reg- I had a um a uh, literature podcast that I was doing regularly and also a Christian music podcast I was doing with my god brother. So I was like I was I was like, "All right, let's just add one more to the plate." And then I added that one and dropped the other two. And just went like full steam ahead on, on, on Dear Hallmark, the podcast. And now we are coming up to our 100th episode, which is insane. So amazing. Insane. Like you couldn't have paid me to think that this would have happened last year, this time. I, I, I love that, that you were having like this, this low moment. Literally. And then it's just like, hey, tap, tap, tap. Hey, tap, tap, tap. Hey. Tap. And then it's just like the floodgates, it seems like just kind of opened up. And I was overwhelmed. It, yeah. And it was better than anything you ever could have imagined. Like, that's I, just like, I'm getting teary. Like, that's just, so, it's so, like, it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. I'm just like, I, yeah, I, even the guests that I've interviewed, full disclosure, probably half of them I've reached out to. The other times they've reached, I'm like, how do y'all know? Like, what? That's so crazy. Like, I just sit here and mind my business. Like, I don't understand how these people, but I'm just like, God, okay, something's here. Like, what, what, what is happening? So I, I give all glory to God for that. Like, I, I, yeah. I I can't I don't know no so it's because that was one of the things I was wondering is like when you reach out to people do you have like the butterflies but I think so I I still want to know that but I think Mm -hmm. it's so amazing that these people are reaching out to you and I want to go back to like when you said you know, I, I'm still surprised that people even want to hear what I have to say. Why? I full transparency. There's still some part of me that feels odd and awkward being one of the only black women in this space. So 
I, because I'm, I'm, that's been my life a lot since college. Like I've been as an English major in college, I was one of the only black women in my class, same in the corporate environment. But in this space, I, I was just super, I was like hyper aware of how people will perceive me. And that coupled with the fact that also I was talking with this about to another podcaster, a lot of the times, a lot of the black led Hallmark movies aren't well received or aren't well watched. They always get the lowest ratings. So I find it incredibly odd that while the, those type of movies get the lowest ratings, people want to hear what I have to say, not to say that the people who listen to me don't watch the black led movies, but it's, it's, it's just so odd to me that, that, that is a, that that's no, I, I totally get it. Like, I totally understand. I understand that because if, if those movies aren't rating as high in terms of like viewership, like what does that say about the viewers and what their interests are and you being a black woman, Mm -hmm. why, why would they be interested? Because the viewership of the movies like isn't, as you know, as great or as high. So, I mean, I totally, I totally understand that. Um, and thank you for, thank you for answering that. And I guess, you know, me just being a white woman, it's something that I, I don't think about, you Mm -hmm. know, so I appreciate you sharing that with me so that it, it allows me to just get a better understanding as to, you know, what you're feeling and experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I didn't, like, I didn't even realize that I honestly don't pay attention to like what, what movie movies like rate really, really well. All I know is like, it was always you seems to be like every <laughs> that and summer villa, apparently say anything now, Tyler Hines is going to be an automatic, like <laughs> when calls the heart rating type of thing, like right? reached royalty. I feel like at this point, but literally like, um, I had this, he's more of a, he doesn't have a podcast per se, per se. He has a YouTube channel, but this was one of the things he actually wanted to talk about with me, um, because he's someone who looks at the ratings and he knows that I'm a black woman in this Hallmark universe. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get my thoughts on that. Um, and that it, I'm great. I'm so grateful he asked me that because I, I wasn't aware of that, because I wasn't aware of that number one, but that also brought like, it just brought so many things to light. I'm like, yo, that's, that's so interesting to me. And oh, that's another topic, but I, <laughs> I, yeah. So to, to, to wrap this up, I'm, I'm just like, I, there's still that part of me that's just like, yo, people want to hear what I have to say. And I'm, I know some people are like, it doesn't matter that you're black. We love your personality. Yeah. But I, I guess because I feel like I'm one of so few, cause I know we have Anne on Hallmarkies and Brie. Um, and I'm, I, I don't want to make, I don't think there's any black men. Um, but I think those are the only two women that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of podcast ladies but they're christmas focused they're not ones that do the hallmark movies all year round like five trees christmas and a christmas state of mind um but as a black woman who does these movies all year round like 
Yeah, that that is something I think about. But I also feel like God has given me a personality that I can feel like resonates across ethnic cultures and backgrounds and across generations. So I don't want to not acknowledge that as well, that there is a non-ethnic slash racial factor here that people just genuinely think I'm dope, which sounds so weird to say. And I know we thought about, like, we've talked about this, like, I'm not used to a lot of verbal affirmation in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's, which is why another, this, this is why it's so weird to me in general is because everyone's saying, oh, you're really good. I'm like, really? Like no one's ever told me yeah. that before. Like I, I wasn't aware of that. I never knew that. Um, so that's still something I'm getting comfortable with. And I don't know if I'm, I should get comfortable with it in a sense, you know what I'm saying? So that I don't, mm-hmm become too prideful or my head gets too big but yeah that's something that I I still think about because there are times where I'll spend like 10 minutes just looking at comments I'm like yo people think these things about me (laughs) I I think you know I I I feel like we're we're told by many sources that you know we shouldn't seek external validation Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's really nice when, and I was having this conversation, excuse me, with my husband this, this morning. And I said, it's just really nice when someone acknowledges something that you value and appreciate about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when someone appreciates that and they share that with you, I'm like, it just, it just feels good. Like it feels good. And I feel like you're, you are so generous too with just your, your time and supporting other people. And you were so kind. And it's, of course that should come back to you, (laughs) you know, like, that's just, I don't know. It's just like a boomerang, I guess. You know, like my godmother had to tell me that the same thing when I was laid up healing from my surgery for my Achilles, I've had a really hard time accepting help from other people. Mm-hmm. I was so used to giving out compliments or like if someone was having a baby, I'd watch their, I'd watch their other kids cook their meals, do whatever. Oh my gosh. It was time for people to. Where were you when I had my kids? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told you. I'm going to fly on my private jet. I'm going to come over. It's yeah. gonna be <laughs> but I had a hard time receiving the help when it was my time to be cared for it it was a it was a pride issue at the at the core it was it was incredibly hard for me to receive and I find that there's still parts of me that that deal with that even like in the comments it's like (laughs) I was even looking at the comments for the Tyler interview and I'm still in shock like really like because I remember how nervous I was and I remember why I said certain things and how I'm like, oh, okay, let me divert the topic. And, you know, all my shortcomings or whatever. But the how I was all in my head about that, but yet people still, like, we are, sometimes I just need to learn to get out of my own way. You know what I'm saying? I think, Dara, I think so many of us need to learn that lesson. And oh, I think, no. I mean, honestly, like, as, as you're sitting here, just kind of sharing, you know, like, how you had a difficult time receiving help, you know, when you were laid up, it's just, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking there's a lesson there. Like there's an opportunity Mm -hmm. for you to learn, like just to really get curious with yourself and 
start digging in and just understanding like, what, why is this difficult for me? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think like so many of us, it's so much easier to help other people than it is to accept help Mm -hmm. ourselves. And the same with praising other people and acknowledging that, which is awesome about ourselves. And it's, and I think we had this conversation a long time ago too. And I was like, what's like one thing you love about yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. I mean, for me, like I grew up in any, any, acknowledgement that I had of something that I did well at or something that I liked about myself. I was told low, like, well, you don't want to be too conceited. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're, you hit the the nail right on the head. And so for me, it's like, I really started being, becoming really reflective, like when I was pregnant and then shortly after Mm -hmm. I had my son Mm -hmm. and I started thinking about like, what types of behaviors do I want to model for him? Do I want Mm -hmm to encourage him to be confident, like, because I feel like there's, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. And I think it's absolutely okay. And I think you should be confident in what you do well at and things that you love and appreciate about yourself. But I think it's also okay to go, okay, like, yeah, this isn't, this is an area where I'm not so great at, but nothing makes me all bad or all good. Like, I just am who I am. Like other people are great at things that I'm not great at. And I don't want my son growing up thinking that he's, that he's not enough of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that way I don't have kids yet, but that's something even with my book, like, and when I write books, I feel like because that's been such a main theme in my life is just being accepting and being fully who you are with, mm-hmm. with no apologies and not living in the what if, like, what if I was this other person? What if I lived in this other city? What if I lived in whatever or went to the school, whatever, like I did that most of my high school and college life. And I felt like I wasted like for a long time, I regretted my college experience because I feel like I wasn't present because I was yeah. always living in my head, wishing that I was someone else, wishing that I I was this, but never really realizing who I was and like the right. good that was the like the qualities that God has put in me because I was so busy trying to be other people and thinking that other those other people were the standard or what this ideal that I created in my head was the standard and that was a a big inspiration um for chasing when it was almost like a a cathartic experience writing it because it was as if I'm writing this novel like to my college self wishing that I could have given this to her to read so that she would realize like you don't have to think that you're not pretty enough just because you don't have a boyfriend right now. You don't have to think at the time Abercrombie and Fitch was the it thing. So because I wasn't shopping at Abercrombie or, and you know how stupid, oh God bless me. Uh, That time I was so stupid because I took out a loan just to get some Abercrombie clothes so I could feel like I was and look like I was, you know, this academic, but yet I wouldn't actually do the work to be an academic. Like I (laughs) 
I was so twisted. Like, how am I an English major, but barely read any of the novels? I still haven't read Pride and Prejudice. And I know that's like blasphemy, but it's like, because I majored. <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't read it either, but I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't taking literature. So <laughs> I was going to say, like, to not read it is okay. But to say that I was someone who my concentration in literature was British literature and Renaissance literature at that, and just uh. did not read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> this what did you go to school for like what is what is life right now but my priorities were just all out of whack and I was I was literally living in my head wishing I could live in the world that was in my head instead of actually living in reality um so yeah I feel like a lot of people do that though I feel like a lot of us just have really difficulty being present and just living life in the moment and appreciating what we have. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's always that, that desire for something different, something more, or I'll be happy when, like, yes. I'll be happy when. Yes. And I feel like, you know, I, I didn't take out a loan for Abercrombie and Fitch, but <laughs> I can tell you, I charged up a buttload of money on a corporate American express card, um, mm. shopping at, Abercrombie and Fitch shopping at J crew, because I thought that would make me happy. Like that that would fill for me is like the God-shaped hole. Right. Right. And, um, I, I feel like you're what you share. I mean, obviously like that's your story, but I feel like it's similar to so many other people's stories in in Mm -hmm. certain ways. Um, And when I read the dedication, like, it just, like, it just, like, I was just like, oh, like, I, again, I'm getting teary because it was just, Mm -hmm. it was very like touching. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just, it was very sweet. And I think, you know, so many of us, if we could go back to some younger version of ourselves and just show that version of ourselves, like the grace and the kindness and the compassion and the empathy and the love, like how would things be different, you know? And, and so I feel like you, you did that in a sense there and, you know, with your story and it just, it was really touching when I read it. I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that whole, this novel, first of all, was 10 years in the making. Like it, because of what I went through in college, I, I was like, sure. And so, okay, let me, let me go back. So I had a creative writing assignment, um, my junior year of of college. And I was like, this is where I'm going to just put all my dreams into one story. What if I woke up one day and life was just perfect? And then I believe God gave, I'm sure God gave me the idea. Okay. How can I expand this story? And so that's where the idea of the novel came from, but going through grad school, of course I had zero time to write it, but also I'm grateful that it took that long because of how long it took me to find myself in the process. So now I can write from like being, I shouldn't say being fully removed because I still deal with some of those insecurities in some way. Um, but being removed from the specific situation that I dealt with in college, I can now look back and be like, man, if I could, like you said, if I could only tell 19 year old daughter, like, sis, you do, 
it does not matter if you have a guy like it's not that important it doesn't matter what type of clothes you have on it's it's really not that important Mm -hmm. like man oh man man oh man oh man and can I talk about why I started writing in the first place yes I would I would love to I would love to know so my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. when I was 16 or I should say separated when I was 16 and that was a traumatic experience for me um And I fast forward to my sophomore year of high school, um, college spring semesters, my one of my first English classes being declared as a major because I went in undecided. And the creative nonfiction professor, he said, write about your life. And at this point, I'm like, I'm boring because I don't do anything but play solitaire and watch Disney Channel. So like what? what, what am I going to write about? And then I got the thought to write about my parents' divorce. Mm -hmm. So I called my dad and he gave me the okay to, you know, just write about it. And so I sat in the, one of the libraries on campus. I went to Penn State. Shout out BSU. Um, (laughs) I have a friend that went to Penn State as well. Yes. Awesome. So, um, I, uh, I went to one of the libraries on campus and that was the first time four years later that I actually emotionally processed everything that happened. And it was so therapeutic and such a release. Mm -hmm. And I said, it was almost like, I don't imagine like tasting cake for the first time. Like it was just, it was like the endorphins. I was like, what is this? why because I've been journaling but it was just like the way that I wrote this recalling all of the events being descriptive with furniture tone of voice right feelings and emotions I was like okay what is this I like this I want to do this more Mm -hmm. and so that started me on my journey and I used every one of my writing classes as a moment to process further kind of my thoughts I took a poetry class and I would always massage the prompt so that I could somehow fit that situation and even other situations that I was going with in terms of like race relations because again I was coping with I I was going from being in a highly concentrated African-American high school to being one if not the only black woman in a class so like dealing with that kind of disparity I used writing for that and dealing with the lack of love life that I had in, in college, I Uh used poetry and my, my fiction to, to process that. So I saw how much of a therapeutic tool writing was for me. And I, I just love it so much. I love, and now I see it as such a beautiful creative vehicle to wrap certain not only biblical principles but just principles of life in a way that people are able to digest them that I feel like sometimes maybe certain nonfiction self-help Christian living books aren't able to do and I I want to show people the creativity of fiction how important fiction is in in the world um especially in christian circles i feel like christian is kind of um fiction is kind of frowned upon because it's fiction and so they don't think much of it and so i want to kind of rebrand fiction in the christian community but also show people um you know my like show people bits of my story but also show people how like that they're not alone because i think i i know that that's something that i needed to hear um when I was going through things in, in college. So 
that was that's kind of yeah how I started writing and why I write now I I can't like it's so funny because like as you talk I feel like there's there's so much that's similar about us. Like I grew up in a really volatile home. Mm. I started writing very young. Um, mm. Like I remember in, in elementary school, like there was a book series that I loved. It was called Sweet Valley High. And, Why does that um, sound familiar? Okay. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. It's, Go ahead. Uh, it was like, it was two twin, two twins. It was a set of twins, Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. And it was back when also like babysitters club was popular. And yeah. again, like I know I'm older, but that like, it was a little above like my reading, like what I was supposed to be reading, but I was just, I, I read all the time because mm-hmm. I was alone a lot. Yeah. And yeah. so like in elementary school, I had written one story I think I was in fourth grade and the characters were from Sweet Valley High, but it was my story. And I remember the teacher thought Mm. I did it. And I was like, no, this is my story. Wow. And and I remember I was also very inspired by VC Andrews, very disturbing, (laughs) very disturbing books. I can't even believe I read those as a child. Um, But I mean, like I was 12 and I was sitting there on our, on our computer with our dot matrix printer, you know, and that's where that's where I could, I could escape. I could express mm. myself. Like I too, mm. like would write poetry and, mm. you know, it was just, it was a way to express myself. And, um, so like, as you were sharing that, I was just like, wow, you know, like I, I can relate to that so much. And what I loved about like your, your book is like, I wasn't expecting like, like the, the biblical elements. Like I just mm. wasn't, cause I don't mm-hmm. read I don't really read anymore. It's sad. Um, (laughs) since I had a kid, but, um, I wasn't expecting that. And so it was, for me, it was like a really nice surprise and it was just, it just flowed. Like it, it all just made sense. And I, and I was like, Oh, like I, like I understand this. And I was seeing how like those elements, like there were those undertones, like throughout the story. And I just, Mm -hmm. I just really appreciated that. And I appreciate like what you're doing. So this is your third book, right? Yes, it is. And so were the other two, were the other two like this as well? Like with those, with those elements like woven in? Well, yes. So my first book, Inhale, I published in 2019 and that I did that in three months. It was like one of those impulse God was just like, so I'm going to need you, all those poems that you wrote during your little journal times, I'm going to need you to publish those. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) So that's why it looks so basic, because I just wanted to do something. I didn't want to do a whole, like, production, like, like Chasing Wind is, but I wanted it to be something simple. And I I wanted my writing to be a a pocket, I called it a pocket of escape for Mm -hmm. people. Um because it was in those escape moments that I developed the poems and the short stories. Um, and it was just, those poems came from a, a a place of me seeking God. And so I wrote from different moments of how I viewed God. So there's a poem called hide and seek where I view God as a father. And then there's a poem called, I forget what it's called something about anyway a a bunch of them are about god as creator because that's how i connect with him the most Uh um as creator and so i 
again, much like my writing in college, inhale was just a way for me to explore and express my journey and relationship with God. Um, and then I wrote one short story that uh, people say it reminded them of Chronicles of Narnia, which I was like, oh, what a compliment. Thank you. Because C.S. <laughs> Lewis, I call him my literary grandfather. Like he, I love that man. Oh gosh, if I could travel back in time, I want to have dinner with Clive Staples Lewis. I I never knew that that was what the CS stood for. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, Clive Staples Lewis. Like that man is his mind is an art museum and I just want to know, I just want to know everything that yeah. he knows. I just, he's so brilliant to me and so creative to me. And he also, it was his Chronicles of Narnia series that really woke my imagination up. I was just like, yo, people can think like this and love yeah. Jesus. Like people can, cause he was so of the mindset, like why? And I love that he was both imaginative and playful, but also a serious academic. It was mm-hmm. like, you don't have to choose one of the other. <laughs> exactly it's it can be and it doesn't have to be or I Mm -hmm. love that so much I love that so much about him granted I I um go more towards the imaginative side imaginative (laughs) side than his serious academic side but I I I love that so much um about him and so reading an essay that he wrote about children's literature where he said the mark of a good children's story is that if an adult can enjoy it as well and mm-hmm. I took that advice and wrote a story called Citizen. Um, and I said, I want to be able to have one of my nieces uh, who's seven. Oh, no, she's eight right now. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> one of my nieces, if she can read it, but if also my sister can enjoy it too, then yeah. I feel like, okay, this story, this story is dope. So that's Inhale. And then uh, the top of last year, January, um, the a few months before I was having a lot of trouble sleeping because my mind was just on a hamster wheel mm-hmm. with like a pinball machine behind it just going and it was so much and I was like god why am I thinking all of these random thoughts like what and so I would take no, take notes and just mm-hmm. write them down and then in the daytime when I was awake I would like flush them out into little essays and so that's where this is and this one's just an ebook it's called moon talks because all of those ideas came to me oh, at night time I love that's such a poetic <laughs> name I Thank love you. that <laughs> Thank you. So they're they're really random nighttime reflections about things that either kept me from going to sleep or just things that I thought about before I went to sleep. And that one has one short story where I just thought, okay, what would the story of Jonah and the big fish look like? from the fish's perspective and so I thought let me just write about that (laughs) I I love like oh my gosh that's so creative I love that if that's what I wish like again I I praise C.S. Lewis for but I also like I'm on a sandbox with a bullhorn for for Christians like what are we doing with our lives right now why do we have to be these boring bland bullies like why can't we be yeah these these empathetic passionate creative people that God designed us to be and that's that's also something I'm so passionate about is creativity because who else better but Christians who are connected to the creator to show what creativity is supposed to look like in the earth so that was that was um 
that was moon talks and that's probably one of my favorite stories that i've written because i literally i just put caution to the wind and i was it's like yeah like what if the fish i think his name is johnny <laughs> it's like a play <laughs> off of oh my gosh i want i want to read that i'm going to have to get that and and i just 99 on kindle or something like that but i love like how how many of us like just lay there and there's just like all this random stuff going through our head but how many of us are actually like let me jot that down and then I'm gonna just like flush this out the next day like I don't do that but that's actually inspired me I'm like huh I have no idea what would come out but um it probably wouldn't be as poetic and as beautiful as but you never know Christy I think that's the that's the beauty of it is is just getting stepping out onto the water you know stepping out of the boat and just seeing what becomes of it um look at me getting all excited now like (laughs) (laughs) I I love that that's what I that's what I that's what I love about creativity I love the unknown I love finding and discovering like that's some that's I, I love that so 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 much so well oh my I gosh. yeah like I so for me um like I've always like I've always felt like I'm a very creative person yeah. and I feel like and I'm gonna get emotional like I lost that somewhere mm. and so when COVID hit like I used to write, I love to sing. Like I would do karaoke Aww. competitions and like would perform dance routines to the, this is like in my twenties. Okay. Like to baby one more time for Britney Spears. Yes. And like, I got on this really awful, like karaoke TV show, but it was just like, it was awesome. Like I love, I just love being creative and yeah. whatever way I can. And so when COVID hit, we were all working remote and with my Mm. HR team, I was like, why don't we all just wear like Disney clothes on Friday and we'll take pictures and, and we'll share them with each other. And what that actually evolved into was like an HR weekly challenge. I spearheaded it. Like I would be like, oh, okay, let's redo like album covers. And so we did that. Like let's do a masked HR professional, like the masked singer. Oh, and so we so all had cool. to do like different things. And then the person that was writing the captions, like she didn't want to write the captions. So she was like, can someone just write them? Because I don't want to. So then I was coming up with the ideas and I was writing the captions. And I told my husband, I said, I did that for like six months. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to take this creativity and I want to like use it for me. Yeah. And so then like probably a few, that's kind of what spawned the idea of my podcast, which I didn't start for like a year, but because I was freaked out about the podcast, I was like, I can do Instagram. And Mm -hmm. so what I started doing it well, let me tell you, you're doing it well. Yes. (laughs) But what I started doing at work, actually, like, I'm like, it's the same thing that I started doing on my awaken page. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's just, I told, I told my husband, I said that re- that reminded me like that creativity, it's not gone. I yeah. just, it just got buried. And, and it was just Oof. like what you said, just kind of just stepping out there and doing one thing and seeing where it leads you. And just, I think having that, that courage and that faith 
to just yes, ma'am. do it, yes. you know? Yes. Can I tell you your Instagram? I'm like, you make me want to start reels. And I had no <laughs> idea, like no desire, not even a metal detector could find the desire that I had to start reels, but you, your dedication, your consistency, and I'm a sucker for aesthetics. So even just, I think I DM'd you like, oh my gosh, like, I love the the typewriter, the font. Yeah. The like, I, I see you even growing in that. Like, first oh, of all, keep you. going. Do not <laughs> stop. Continue to be consistent because I, I promise you, you're going to blow up like nobody's ever seen. But <laughs> I, I, you're, you're, I could totally see that, especially when you do your reels and even how fun like how much fun you're having like I feel that that plays that uh comes across without shadows of doubt across the the phone screen so oh my gosh yes I I appreciate that I told my husband I said you know what I have to thank for this like because he's just like oh my gosh like you're you're such a performer and I'm like I was alone in my room all the time Dara is a kid so Mm. I would just perform in front of my mirror my closet doors yeah you know (laughs) <laughs> yes, I do. Because I would do dance routines. I would yes. put on my little, my headphones and uh, I, I'll never forget when Justin Bieber's, what is it? Mistletoe kiss? What, that, oh, that mistle, you know, song. Mm-hmm. you know what I, mean? I would, mm-hmm. I would be dancing. I'll be doing my little thing. <laughs> and I, I, I'm telling you, like, even nothing is for naught. Like God didn't place that inside of you whether it's your eye for detail, your, your creativity. And it, it could be that you, it wasn't even buried. It was just being funneled in another way that you yeah. didn't know out. Cause I've seen with the amount of people in my church who've had babies, the amount of creativity that goes into parenting that needs to be praised more. Like what the, the resourcefulness, like you guys, mother's day is about to come up too. like power to <laughs> the mothers. Cause y'all are some of the most, first of all, organized, but also like creative people and that like creativity isn't just bound to artists. You know what I mean? Uh It isn't bound to like graphics and stuff. Like even how you, how you problem solve, like how you do stuff like that. Like, yo, I could talk all day about creativity. I know, I know. (laughs) Even just, but I mean, it's so, it's so true because like I have never been, and I appreciate that by the way. Um, but I have never been like, a baby person or a kid person. <laughs> I am a dog person. You have a dog. I am all up in your grill. But if you have a baby, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like that was just never me. And so I was also just kind of like, if I have a kid, cool. If I don't mm. have a kid, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And like, I will tell you, um, I, I prayed one time and I said, God, like if we're supposed to have a baby, Mm. let us have a baby. And probably a couple weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. And so I, I was just like, well, well, okay. And the very, like, that was just a very funny story. Like I, I yeah. peed on the stick and there was no toilet paper. And so I'm waddling to the counter to, to like get the toilet paper. And then I happened to look at the stick and it's like pregnant. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And my dogs were in the bathroom and I'm like, it was the most like, oh my God. not like not movie perfect at all. But I was just like, right. Oh, cause you know, women are always like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, I'm waddling around with my pants around my ankle, trying to find toilet paper. My dogs are wandering into the bathroom. So I was distracted for that two minutes, but like I was, I was home with him and I'm like, 
what do I do? Like, what Mm. do I do with him? I don't know what to do. And so like the, the creativity there, or like, even now it's like, oh my gosh, you don't want to get dressed. Um, let's make this a game. Like, let's see who can get dressed faster. And exactly. And it's just stuff that like, I literally never thought about. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I kind of have to get resourceful here and Mm -hmm. trying to make things fun. And I'm like, I can do that. I can make stuff fun. So, okay. But yeah, like creativity is not it's not just about like, oh, writing or right. artwork or like you said, right. graphic design. It's it there's creativity in like everything, except yeah. for I think Microsoft Excel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would be a very oh, one of the most technical. I oh gosh, I tried to edit. Like I had a client <laughs> where I tried to edit in Microsoft Excel. And I was just like, why is my life this hard right now? Like it should not be no, this. Difficult. I cannot. I cannot do it like that. My, my brain just doesn't work that way. And I'm like, and I'm fine. I've accepted that. I've embraced yes. it. I'm okay. Yeah. If I never have to touch an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. again <laughs> in my entirety on earth, yes. I will be just fine. But there are those people that love it. And I'm like, that's because that is your thing. It's and not my thing. More power so. to mm-hmm. you and more respect to you for that. But that's just not my ministry. Yeah. That's all. I'm not in that. <laughs> Microsoft Excel. Okay. So something else I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. So Avenue 89. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Because I was just like, I was reading this Dara and I told my husband, I'm like, I just wanted her on the podcast because like she has a cool podcast and she's really cool and funny and dope. Although like, I don't feel like I can pull that off. Um, and she wrote a book and then like, I'm reading more about you and I'm like, Wow, like she's really awesome. So oh, bless you. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about that. So Avenue 89 is my print and digital media company um, that officially launched 8-9, August 9th of 2019. Oh, I love and, that. And the, the Dear Homework podcast started 8-9 as well. I wanted to keep that in the um I, in the family. Cool. Yeah. I like that. But the original concepts for Avenue 89 literally came one day when I was praying and I saw like as clear as day as I'm looking at you on a Zoom screen, I just saw Avenue 89, this, 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 this. And I was like, what, what you talk about, Willis? Like, what is this? What are we doing here? <laughs> what, what is so that? like after your time right like right, reruns, like, reruns okay <laughs> but my, my sister had a phase where she was in love with that show show so she got the uh dvd box set so i was subject to it yeah. watching all of them still uh, one of the best like still one of the best clips like ever yes yeah. um so that was 2016 and <clears throat> excuse me or was it no, I think I launched like the blog version of it in 2016. And I think I got the idea 2014, 2015, but it started off as a blog. And the name is just another way for me saying this is my lane um, because mm-hmm. I was born in 1989. Oh my gosh. Um, I love yeah, all that. Yeah. And so it started off as a blog and it was a way for me to be creative and to write because I wasn't doing much writing in grad school. I went to grad school for interior architecture, which is, that's a whole other. I saw that too. I'm like, oh my gosh. Says, don't, don't go to school for a hundred thousand dollars if you ain't going to use a degree. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not using the degree. 
but I, that that also played a um an interesting part too because during that time like being in um and that was more like technical arts because we learned a lot about code and whatever but every semester we had to go up I called them the firing squad but it was like a team of professors that we had to present our ideas and plans and stuff in front of and my confidence was just torn to shreds every time because I didn't have a background in it but that's what the program was for it was for people who didn't have an art background which is why it was three years and so because I wasn't doing a lot of writing in that program and I needed a creative outlet um, I started Avenue 89 the blog and then so I was doing like age of the gentleman where I would do these things like talking about men's fashion and profiling a lot of the guys that I knew having them do photo shoots dressed up in little stuff and kind of interview them and kind of get poke their brain on like what a gentleman is and kind of almost like um what that that was kind of hinted at with um Mr. Barnes in the novel where like the the renaissance man like that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a my callback to that age of the gentleman yeah. time um and I, I was, was very impressed by too like like the the color schemes and like the different textures that it her, like Sydney right that yes yeah yes. like how she was I was just like I need to talk to Dara about all this. This is like, wow. That, I would say that's a combination of both my, like the interior architecture, but also the little time that I had at Express, Mm -hmm. like that, like being able to develop a visual eye for things and learn about contrast and color and texture in, in my master's program, I found to be very beneficial. But um, Avenue 89, it was the blog. And then, in 2019, I my my godmother was just like, so what you doing? Like, what what we what we doing with this? Like, you're a writer, you're this, you're this. Like, you're someone who's supposed to have a business. And I was like, who? God, are you talking to her? Like, what what's going <laughs> on? Like, I, I never gave her my journal or whatever. <laughs> so I took a step of faith in February 2019 and like incorporated it and then launched it in um, August of 2019. And I launched it to be kind of an editorial um editorial print and then digital with my podcasts um and it's it's kind of uh evolved in a way where the editorial department of avenue 89 (laughs) (laughs) called the inkwell um and then the podcast network is called stellar inc um and i have dear hallmark and the book sale which is my literature podcast And then the print aspect, um, Inkwell Publishing is just me publishing my own books. But my hope is to, is to um, really Avenue 89 is just the, I call it my creative warehouse. It's just an LLC for me to explore all my different interests in a legal monetary sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was like super impressed by was like, I was like, how did she even know like what to do? do you know like and I don't know Mm. if I I mean I'm probably not even articulating that well but it's like like me with the podcast I was like okay I want to start a podcast Mm -hmm. what do I do like I didn't know Mm -hmm. what to do and then my husband and I have talked about like LLC and all of that and I'm just like how does she even know what that meant (laughs) you know because I'm just like it's such it's such a like it's it's you don't know what you don't know and I'm like I would never Like, I would have never thought about anything like to do what you did. Like, I just don't know that that would cross my mind. So like when you were, you know, you said you incorporated it. Mm -hmm. 
how, like, how did you do? <laughs> well, <laughs> See, I, I can't even ask you like good questions. Like, no, I, I know start? what you mean though. Like it, it was some research on my end, but I'm very blessed to be a part of a church community that is full of entrepreneurs. So I okay. picked so many people's brains. Now they couldn't tell me specifics because I was more of a service-based business instead of, cause a lot of people have product-based businesses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So that's where I really got heavy into listening to podcasts. So I would find all types of, okay. and I wanted to listen specifically to women entrepreneurs. Um, Cause for some, I was just like, I don't want to hear no men. Cause they're going to be like, get up, do this. Yeah. Like, I need someone with, like, <laughs> I hear can, you. Yeah. you know, who has multiple responsibilities because you know, I'm not going to hear a man talking about, Oh yeah, I got to go home and raise my, no, like, I feel like the women are more <laughs> down to earth and talking about their responsibilities and how they're able to grow their business while having a life. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was a mixture of uh, podcast research and then also pulling on the knowledge of some okay. of the women in my church and but that was something also that I wish which again is why I cling to C.S. Lewis so hard because even though I still had that community there was still I still wish I had um, a mentor in the writing and editing aspect because Mm -hmm. it was I didn't know how to price myself I I didn't know if I was lowballing myself in terms of pricing my editing services so it it was really like trial by fire um Mm -hmm realizing okay I need to get some money up front instead of waiting to get paid after the project because then people want to pay me when they want to right and not when I ask them to so I just I learned a lot of things through through the fire but um at the same time I'm also grateful for a community that has some some dope entrepreneurs uh, yeah I think I mean I think that's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with too is one, like kind of assigning like, okay, this is, this is what my services are worth. Like this Mm -hmm. is what my time is worth and Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable, like saying, okay, yes, this is, this is what the investment is and knowing like where to even start. And I think just feeling comfortable with that, with that whole process, because I feel like asking it's not even like you're asking people for money, but you are stating this is what the investment is, but I need a deposit. It's like, there's something in there. That's like that, that whole, I think like imposter yes. syndrome thing where it's like, for well, real. Who, am I, who am I to say, this is how much it is or to for ask real. for money up front. It was so uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable to call myself an author. Like I had to get over calling myself a businesswoman. That, that just saying that it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like I don't want it, but I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I, I would just like slap a contract together, make it look pretty. What I did do though, I would say, cause I, I'm, <laughs> this could be my shallowness coming through. I cared a lot about I care so much about branding looks Mm -hmm. like, so I, Oh yeah, I can, I can tell, like, I can, (laughs) I can tell like, well, because it all has like a consistent flow. Like even, I think it was your story where you were like promoting tale of love yeah, and like the, the dog and just, it's like, you know, it's just that outline with like that, that tan, Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, you definitely have like an aesthetic, but it's like, you know, that it's you. 
Yes. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yes. I'm such a stickler for branding. I am an advertiser's dream client. I am a marketer's dream client. Like if you, I've bought stuff just because it looked pretty. Like, so I'm such a avid cheerleader of, of branding. So I made sure the one thing I did do was hire a graphic designer who came up with some logos for me um, and some business cards and other stuff. But I like when it came to contracts, I didn't know nothing from nothing. Mm-hmm. I like literally I was learning as I went, even with how to um, I and I did ask my mom this because she's been an administrator at a publishing company for over 20 years. And so we actually had a formal meeting over Google me. I was like, oh, look at me meeting with my mom. Like it was, such a, it was so cute. But I was like, yo, this is my mom. <laughs> But um, so I showed her like my whole filing system. She's like, okay, no, we're going to have to like, I need you to make these categories, have this, this. So she helped me organize myself and and know how to name stuff and what to call stuff. Um, but especially with me getting back into the corporate ring now, um, I'm shifting my focus a bit from the editorial aspect to more podcast and like more of the print and digital instead mm-hmm. of the editorial. Um, Cause that's what I originally wanted it to be. I thought the editorial was going to blossom into the, um, the publishing, but it's, it's not doing what it needs to do. So I'm going to put my focus more towards, um, developing more of the <clears throat> podcast network and, um, writing some other books. Cause I definitely have so many more ideas in my brain. Oh, I'm that sure. I can only imagine. <laughs> Does it still feel yeah. like the hamster wheel with the pinball machine behind it? Or is it maybe just the hamster on the wheel now? It's just the hamster on the wheel now because Dear Hallmark has taken such a forefront. I'm still like, I'm still not even a year in. Like I'll celebrate a year of Dear Hallmark on August 9th. So I'm even still debating, is Dear Hallmark going to be a part of this? Is it, or is it, because I don't know how it's going to evolve in the future, is it going to blow up to be its own thing? So yeah. I, I feel like that's still a, a big question mark um, for me for that. I, I have no clue. That's, that's so <laughs> crazy. Like to think that you started this on August 9th, because I feel like, I think I like started my happy feel good place. Like just just for fun, like nothing, yeah. like uh, you know, um, because I mean, I'm definitely much more consistent and show up more like on awaken, but, mm-hmm. um, I think I started my happy feel good place, like in September. And so wow. I feel like, I feel like something like, I feel like you had just been around forever. Like, because I feel like everybody knew who you were. That's so um, weird. You're not the first person to say that. Yeah. That is so weird to me. Cause I'm like, I just, again, I was on YouTube since October, 2020, but I wasn't tagging nobody in anything. Cause I didn't know other people had Instagram. Like it, I still, I'm like, I never thought to tag nobody. I didn't think these Hallmark actors had Instagram accounts. Well, and I, what, what I'm loving about it is like, they actually interact with you. Like I don't, I don't have to be Dara from Dear Hallmark for some, for a Hallmark actor to like my comment. Or to reshare something in my story, you know, or comment and on your just, post, like, yeah, like that's just like I t- the first time that happened was with um, Benjamin Ayers. Yes, yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. and and like he and I were chatting back and forth, and I was like, 
what universe am I in? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I still feel that way. Like, Mm -hmm. make no mistakes. I may look cool, calm, and collected. I still flip out. I'm still just, like, on Friday night, I went live and Benjamin Ayers joined. Like, he just came in and joined my live via video. And I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was like, what is life right now? I love knowing that. Because like you do, you always just seem like so chill. And I'm like, dude, I would not be able to be that composed. And when Tyler Hines was made, like saying those really kind things about you, I'm looking at him and then I'm looking at you and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at you. And I'm just like, dude, how is she just so okay? Uh, like tell you were flattered, but you were holding it together. And I would be like, oh my God. I was bursting at the seams. I was like, I have, which is why I even made that blushing comment. I was just like, dude, just stop. And then he kept going. And I was like, oh my gosh, he, he's still talking and he's still talking. What is happening? Like, I, I heard what he was saying, but I couldn't process it because I was still in shock that he was saying it at all. Yeah. So like I watched it at least 30 times after we got I, Oh, I was going to ask you, like, how many times did you rewatch it? Oh, an ungodly like... amount. An ungodly amount. I was just like, yo, he said, but again, because I, I, I was out of my body at that point. I was, not, <laughs> I was not even present at that point. And I was like, what, what is happening in this moment? This I was so, like, crazy. I was so happy for you. Like, I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, this is you. so amazing. And I was just thinking like, what was she thinking like sitting there and just yeah I'm giving him space to like say whatever to promote whatever and about you like (laughs) wait I'm like sir just stop please because I can't even react the way that I want to because I I wanted to honestly I wanted to scream and be like are you kidding me right now (laughs) this is what you want to say I was I was overwhelmed too like I was I was just so overwhelmed because like I said before like it was just such a full circle moment and I hadn't connected with him since Christmas con and then before that since when he shared so I didn't know what he thought I didn't know if he still checked in I didn't like I didn't know if he was still watching but I had no idea that that's how he felt so I was just like that's so amazing and then he popped in right like he popped in when you were chatting with that other group with the group the Heinies is his um (laughs) Which That's is so funny. I love those group of women. Listen, they remind me of the beehives. They are dedicated, but don't mess with their dude. Like they, they <laughs> love, they'll love you to pieces, but don't mess with their guy. Like they, they love them some Tyler Hines. So after my interview, the, the chief administrator, Donna Joe, she reached out to me. She was like, I would love to have you on to do a live. I think the other Heinies would really like it. Like we could just talk about Tyler's movies, blah, blah, blah. So we're talking and then first of all, we're so engrossed in conversation with each other. We don't even notice him in the comments. <laughs> like, that. I thought that was so funny. Because yes, we were just so in, like engrossed in each, with each other's conversation. And then I looked down to see, I'm like, oh, that's Tyler. And I think like he wants to request, I think he's in a request. He's like, hello. Like thinking right. he's like all like, and I'm like, I'm going to surprise them. <laughs> They're not noticing me. And I watched the playback to actually watch the comments. And I saw that he, people were like, Tyler, why don't you join? He was like, I don't want to interrupt their lovely conversation nor would I even know how to join. And so he was like, I think he was like, I think they're too much in the zone to notice how much fun we're having down here or something like that. So (laughs) that was wild. Like, again, it was a moment where I had to maintain my composure 
because I'm like, I can't just completely go hysterics like in front of this dude. But he's genuinely like, I get like that because I admire these actors so much. Like they're so talented, but at, at the same time, they're so down to earth. Like you said, like, and I love how generous they are with their time with social media and connecting with fans. Right. It's like, are y'all even real? Like this is, it was yeah. so yeah and I'm just so blessed to even be in this space and the whole community in itself at at times it's just because I know it's it's getting a little thick now with you know oh my gosh all the all the drama with all the drama for our mama I talk about that all the time (laughs) oh my gosh it's always a thing and I'm like we shouldn't have to choose between one or the other it's I I just feel like well what it reminds yeah. me of is back in my day when you had NSYNC and you had Come the on. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. You couldn't like both. You had to like one or the other. But what's funny, so my favorite was NSYNC and then I yeah. loved Joey Fatone. Yeah. Because he was just funny and goofy. Yeah. And so over Christmas, they had like a boy band holiday. And so it was yes. like, so I loved it. I, I was like all about it. And I'm sitting there like, like just totally like geeking out and just like giddy like I was like the five times I saw them in concert and what was funny is like he was talking with like a couple of the guys from the Backstreet Boys and they were like there was never any rivalry it was like the fans pitting the fans Mm. against each other Mm. and I was just like okay because I did I like them both but you know and let's like yeah it's like why can't you like both you can like and you seek and back right. like, why can't you like Hallmark and GAC? Literally. <laughs> and you see the actors supporting each other. Like um those yes. who, when Danica's movie came out with Neil Bledsoe, you saw the other actors supporting yeah. it. Danica's supporting the she, I saw her do the wedding veil, like when the wedding veil trilogy mm-hmm. was coming out, she was supporting that. I think it's us that's making it a, a mountain out of a molehill. Like it really isn't that big a deal like I I feel like and I'm grateful there's another lane in this space because at the moment it was just Hallmark and Up TV right. you know, like I put I put this in my stories Up TV is just skipping around in the tulips <laughs> minding its business like that was like the Bugs Bunny wasn't yes. it like the, yeah like yeah. Up TV is just minding his business, not even with no care in the world. And so now we have another network that can contribute to this made for TV space and I'm I'm just grateful. Yeah like I'm I'm happy and like when um, I think like when they started promoting the Christmas movies, like I had my husband call direct TV because I'm like, we need GAC. Like, yes! oh. And one of my favorite movies this, this past Christmas season was a kind hearted Christmas with Cameron oh, Matheson yes. and Jenny Garth. Like that yes. was just, I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just about kind kindness and kind deeds. And I was just like, I'm just here for it. I love that. And of course I like, I was a 90210 person. So, you know, like I loved uh, okay. watching that, okay. but I guess like for me, like what I'm interested in is just like, what is going on behind the scenes, just in like the corporate side. That's the thing. That's the part that I am just so, you know, and I think like, because I've been in the corporate world, I know like drama, you know, like the poaching of people. And so I'm just like, that's the part that intrigues me that I'm curious about. But, you know, other than that, I'm just like, meh. I'm fine. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like what like Candace and Danica and, you know, the other people that moved over, like what they create. And I think 
it's making space for like new talent, like on Hallmark. And I think like also maybe the people that have been like in the supporting roles, like Nelson Wong, like, why don't we see him like as a leading character? It's it's, it's past time for him to get a leading role. We had like having, even having Brittany Bristow as a leading lady. Mm -hmm. And um, with the movie that's coming out in May called uh, Romance to the Rescue, which is another dog movie. But we have Andrea Brooks and Marcus Rosner and Nathan, is it Witte? I forget how to pronounce his last name. But he was in Nine Kittens of Christmas. He played uh, Kimberly Sestad's ex-boyfriend in that one. Okay. Um, And uh, yeah, like just seeing a lot of supporting actors now getting leading roles. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm still waiting on Jamie Calica to get a a leading role. He was in... um, I don't know if you've seen the Lifetime Christmas movies, but he's in the Kelly Rowland uh, Christmas movie. I haven't. Movie. I haven't seen that one. He he's he's just so great. His Instagram. He he's he's such a turned up dude. Like he's so he lives life to the fullest. But I'm just like, why haven't he's he? Why hasn't he been a um a leading man? But I think the biggest thing with Hallmark, and I want to get your your opinion on this, is. I feel like people's bone to pick with them right now is that they just haven't been communicating what, like they've been canceling everything, but we don't, you haven't given us any promise as what's to come because the movies you've been showing us haven't been that good. So yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. You're canceling all of these good shows, these good quality things that all Hallmark already had going for it. And you're giving us crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. And, and that's one of the things that's, that's what I was telling. So like, I'm, I'm all about like communicating with people, engaging with your audience. Like, why don't you see what they want? And I'm just, I'm like that, just like in general, regardless of like whatever, like business you're in, you know, like communicate with your audience or your buyers. And so with Hallmark, I told my husband, I said, one of the things that I think GAC is doing right is they are very communicative and they're they're talking about like what they're doing or what's coming up and hallmark is just like crickets and they're not addressing like the why behind things or like yeah this is what we're doing but this is why and this is what's coming it's just i don't know like it's just that lack of communication i don't think that typically bodes well for it doesn't business it doesn't christy and i think i think they're doing their the original core fan base that is service in that which could prove that they may not care and they just could care like they care more about the new fan base they want to attract rather than the old fan base that was already there which mm-hmm. is why they haven't been so communicative but even with GAC you can see now like because people have been talking about how much they miss the movies they're doing a movie marathon Mm -hmm. on Saturday and so it's I I I really I really do appreciate that I just hope because I I still do love Hallmark don't get me wrong but I just hope Hallmark doesn't become so like la 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 I'm not gonna listen to what you have to say because I care more I just want to you know do what I want to do and you're just gonna like it and it is what it is and it's like "Mm -hmm." know like you're new here we've been here so you should like right like there's like to me like is like it's a relationship it's a relationship with the viewers and I guess for me I'm like don't you kind of owe that to your viewers like they're 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 loyal like people love Hallmark people live for those movies 
I know like when I'm having a crappy day, I turn on friends or I turn on Hallmark. Boom. Yeah. I, I would have turned on I Love Lucy, but Hallmark <laughs> took that away. Um, so, yeah. so I'm just like, don't, don't alienate the people that helped make you what you are. That part. And I think that's what hurts the most is like, especially like things that are happening with mystery 101, like Chesapeake shores being canceled, like that being the newest thing being canceled, which I personally thought that was the best show that Hallmark had on this network. Like it's, if I'm anything, if I had to be a fan of anything, I would call myself a Chessie. Like I ride or die for that, for that O'Brien family. Like I love that. (laughs) I've only seen a couple of episodes, but I liked them. It's so good because if pe- people are looking for that realist, like Chesapeake Shores brought you the realism that kind of balanced the, un- the, the, the unrealistic nature of some of the Hallmark movies that we would get, which is right. why I was cool with the old Hallmark formula personally. Like I, I do feel like some of these newer Hallmark films, while they're great in quality, I think they lack that je ne sais quoi, like that heartwarming kind of comforting mm-hmm. aspect of it which is the reason why I would go to Hallmark in the first place you know right it kind of reminds me of those books that were really popular like the chicken soup for the soul exactly like, to me that's what so many of us like that's what Hallmark represented for us and so exactly. yeah I completely I completely understand what you're what you're saying because I feel like I'm wondering too, I mean, the fact that I have like a very active toddler is probably part, <laughs> partly to, to blame here, but I'm wondering too, if like, that's part of why I don't feel drawn to like really compelled to watch a lot of these movies, because there's just yeah. that, that, that feel good vibe that really yeah. like, I mean, that's what inspired my, my Instagram, you know, like that feel yeah. good vibe. It's just, it's not evident like in a lot of like the previews you know so there's not a lot that's like okay like I'll I'll set my DVR but there's nothing that's like compelling me a lot of the time to actually watch the movie you're absolutely right and quiet as it's kept if I'm not reviewing these movies I don't know how drawn I would be to watch them either Mm -hmm. like I like you yeah you you said it like it's it's that heartwarming quality I don't I think as much as people want to clown or talk about Bill, you have to give him credit where credit's due that he built something that I believe he took with him when he, that I think was so evident in the Christmas movies. My favorite one was much ado about Christmas. Yes. And you know what, Susie, Susie Abrame, like she has chatted back and forth with me numerous times. And I'm like, Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like one time we were chatting and I was like, oh my gosh. And I took a picture because the movie was on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I that movie. Loved that movie. I forgot that I was watching a TV movie. Like that just, it gave me like love actually and um, last Christmas vibes. Oh, it was, first of all, at when the time it premiered at that point if I had there was such a lack of Christmas in my like in my opinion I was just like this is where Christmas was hiding like it was here because even the Christmas movies I felt that a little bit like not a a lot of the Christmas movies gave me Christmassy vibes and so watching Much Ado I felt like I was 
slapped with Christmas in the best way. It was just <laughs> like, in fact, yeah. I think I might watch it tonight. I'm just like, oh, it's so gosh. good. It's, it's so good. So, so, so good. And I cannot, cause you know, I don't know if you saw, but they teased a little bit, um, some of their preliminary plans for the, this Christmas season. I, I genuinely, I can't wait to see what GAC is going to do. I'm super excited. I'm yeah. I'm very intrigued. I'm so excited. And what will be cool for me is like, I will actually be living in a place where it'll be snowing. So it'll be very Christmassy. <laughs> wait, what you mean? We're moving to Montana and like, uh, the end of June, early July. Shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Wait, I, did you talk to me about this already? I feel like you would remember if I had, maybe I haven't yeah so and it's maybe I did like I feel like like God's just calling us to go there so I'm just like well okay I've never been there like my in-laws are my in-laws are moving with us they've never (gasps) been there oh oh it has to be a God thing if you're bringing the whole family like that that has to be a God thing yeah oh my gosh so like do you guys have like just I got <laughs> my brain is like short circuiting right now. It's like, oh, like first of all, I'm so geo- geographically challenged. Is Montana in the same time zone, or would you move into a? Um... I would be one hour ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so we'll be moving northeast, and we'll be living about thirty minutes away from Missoula. Because um, okay. I needed to be near a a big town. Sure. Um, but uh yeah like I just I want nature I want open sky and space and I want quiet I've realized like since I've been working from home for the past two years like it's very noisy and Mm -hmm. I'm very I'm very sensitive to like sound and I get like sensory overload when there's a lot of different noises um And I just, I've always felt like my two happy places have always been the desert and the mountains. And, um, I think we were separated at birth. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So we're, I mean, my, my in-laws have it, like they've already bought a house. Um, and my husband and my mother-in-law are going out in a couple of weeks. It's a brand new house on two and a half acres. And so they're going out in a couple of weeks to like check out the house and then we will all move there together. And then we will look for our house. Wow. That is like probably equal parts, exciting and terrifying at the same time. I've always oh fantasized God. though about just picking up and starting somewhere completely new. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just the perfect time. And I feel like I'm, I'm at that place too, where it's like, I don't, I don't like living here. Yeah. Um, it's just where I happen to be born. And yeah. I want to show my son that if there's something about your life that you don't like, that mm. you have the power to change it. And yes. I, you know, I, I grew up with parents that were just like, well, these are, these are the cards we were dealt and not feeling very empowered to make any changes. And, you know, I mean, like I, I had this vision come to me one day and I was like, this is, this is weird. What is that? And it was a house on a lake surrounded by trees. And, and then I started just, I paid attention to that. And then 
I started seeing things pop up for Sealy Lake. And I was like, I've never heard of Sealy Lake. What wow. is that? And then I found it was a Montana. And then I just started following all of these breadcrumbs. And I went out one day and mm. I told my husband, I'm like, I think we're supposed to move to Montana. And he goes, okay. I'm like, wait, what? And he's wow. like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then just everything started happening. So, wow. <laughs> wow. You are my Shiro. Wow. <laughs> well, I love you even more because you know who she writes. <laughs> <laughs> like that is, first of all, that's so brave, but also like talk about stepping out of the boat. My goodness. And I also like, I mean, you thought like how cool it would be for your son to grow up in all that open space. Yeah. And even like, oh, I'm just so excited for your family to just start oh, somewhere fresh and brand and new. Cause I can imagine like, especially coming from a condensed city, like myself, like in, being in Philly, when you said the, the, the lake and the trees, I was just like, Oh, oh, oh wait, let me come back. Cause I, <laughs> I almost got lost in yeah. imagining like I'm so me and a, um uh, one of my roommates we were talking about that like how I I'm finding like I'm I'm over as much as I love the hustle and bustle honestly like I feel like I'm a suburban I wouldn't say housewife more so PTA wife like I'm a suburban because <laughs> <a> <laughs> I, I want to be that that PTA mom I, I've always fantasized about about being that um, but I'm, I feel like I'm a suburban woman at heart. Um, so I, I totally resonate with, with what you're talking about as well. Just being somewhere quiet so you can hear yourself think and you and, just, and I, yeah. And I mean, that, that's, that's it. Like I told my husband, I said, I literally cannot find any quiet here. Like yeah. if I want to go into my car and just like, <sighs> just like listen to music and just like zone out for a while. I can't do that because there'll be someone. And I say this all the time, someone that swears that our street is a fast and furious racetrack, you know? And I just, I want quiet. I just want no sound, which is why I've contemplated doing one of those like float things where you go in. (laughs) What is it? The sensory deprivation. deprivation Yes. Yes contemplating that but I'm a little freaked out too (laughs) (laughs) now now, do you think you would miss any aspect of being in the city in terms of like convenience of certain things oh yeah I mean like we have a Starbucks right at the end of our street oh boom Um, yeah we like go to Target (laughs) a lot like my son's like I want to go to Target um you know I mean yeah I mean like a mall like malls are like five to ten minutes away Um, you know, if you don't feel like cooking, I mean, there's whatever you want, like within 10 to 20 minutes. Um, but it's like, I also don't love that because we eat out more than I would like just from a health perspective, also from a budget perspective. Um, and so I feel like having some of those creature comforts, like not just easily accessible it will definitely be an adjustment but I think ultimately like it's it's for our greater good yeah Um, and I think we'll be doing different types of things so you know while like there's playgrounds and stuff around here that my son will miss and I will miss he's going to be able to go fishing or we can go hiking Mm. like literally five minutes away and so um but I mean I've lived in San Diego my whole life 
So mm, it's definitely yeah. going to be like in an adjustment. And then everyone's like, it's cold. It's cold. That's that was going to be my next <laughs> question. Like, how do you feel like you're going to adjust to that, that climate? Oh my God. I have no idea. Um, I, I have no idea. Like I was looking <laughs> at the weather one day and it was like one degree feels like negative 12. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, people say you, you, you acclimate after a while. Um, and you spend a lot of time, you know, indoors. I think yeah. last week my husband was like, yeah, I think they're going through their third winter right now. <laughs> yes. 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 But, um, it's so exciting though. Maybe yeah. I'm just, I'm excited. Rain. And I don't know that we're going to be there forever. Like, I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed to be living there the rest of my life, but I absolutely believe that that's where we're meant to be now. And so that's what God's telling us to do. So I'm just like, okay, why, why not? Like, why not experience something different? You know, I love that. Oh, that was like a hug. I love that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So yes. So when GAC and Hallmark are airing their Christmas movies, I will, I will be enjoying them. Yes. With hot cocoa, like yes. in the cold, in the winter, with the snow, it's going to be a whole vibe. It's yes. going to be so great. Not the hot chocolate, the hot cocoa. It has hot, to- oh, excuse me. A hot cocoa. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like it's, that cracks me up too. It's always, it's always hot cocoa. I think there was like one movie where they actually said hot chocolate. And I was like, what? Right. <laughs> It's supposed to be hot cocoa. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> but I was, when I was watching Summer Villa, I was like, I want that that hot chocolate that they're drinking with, yes. like, the cayenne. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, yes. I need to try that. That sounds really yes. good. Yes. Now, cayenne isn't my best friend, but I'm in a space where I'm open to trying, like, new things or things that I said that I didn't like before, like trying them again to see if I like them. Yeah. Now. So I would totally, I would totally try like a, a hot chocolate in that. Yeah. Regard. Like definitely yeah. hot. Yeah. I yeah. added it to my smoothie today. I like just like, oh. it's like an afterburn. Like it's yeah. just, you know, it's a little bit of heat. Yes. I did that yes. once when my son was drinking the smoothie and I'm like, I hope I didn't add too much. Oh my God. <laughs> He was okay. So yes. Oh my goodness. Um. So I know we've. I know it's later in your area. So I want to be mindful of your time. Um, I know. I'm like. I'm so like. I'm just so happy that we were able to like actually connect. No, me too. So I have like one more question for you related to the podcast. So like, who have you not had yet? on the yeah. podcast that you would like to have Christopher Palaha really have yeah. you reached out to him no I'm too nervous <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous I just can't bring up I can't work up the gumption to do it right now and I he's just... like and he's very much like into his his faith so I know which intrigued me even more he and with just him... go ahead Sorry. no go ahead um so Paul Green actually just released a podcast did you listen to that one 
I haven't watched it yet because Paul Green's podcasts are like eight hours long. So I have to make, I have to like make sure I have time because I like to consume it in one setting because if I break it up, I'm going to forget what they talked about previously. So I have to find some time where I'm able, if I'm cooking like a major meal or something where I can just have it (laughs) playing on um, so I can listen to it all the way through. Oh, I think you should reach out to him. He seems like so down to earth. Like, I just, I think you should. I met him at Christmas con too. And I was so nervous. I was like, and I, I think it's because again, like I admire his talent so much. Like he is one of the, the most talented actors that Hallmark has on their roster. And um, even with him writing a book, I have so many questions about that. Like, <sighs> <laughs> He's really my dream guest right now. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like encourage you like every week to Oh my gosh, no, why did I say anything? <laughs> <laughs> I asked you. Um oh, gosh. I, I think like one of the things I love about him, like I feel like his style or like his persona, it very it it seems very similar to Tyler Hines and just like mm. the delivery of like kind of like the sarcasm and like yes. the wit like yeah. he he is one of my favorites um yeah. and i think i think was it you that asked the question about like the best friends or something and i think he was yes. one of my he was one of my choices was chris yes yeah yes and i feel like palaha brings the suave where like tyler brings the swag and like yeah. I, I, like that's true Chris is just like leather jacket just coming through like he's just so so suave in a lot of his even when he plays Travis um the detective on mystery 101 like I've I feel never like there's oh Chris <laughs> hey uh, Christy. I, have, I have a child it it great my ability to watch all my I know but if you if you're just in a mood to watch something palaha like Jill Wagner and Christopher Palaha. Love are, Jill Wagner too. Oh, she first. She's a, she's like my dream woman guest, lady guest, is to have her on because <laughs> she seems so cool and just so damn. Like she just seems mad chill and mad cool, and I would yeah. love to talk to her. Um, but Christopher Palaha and Jill Wagner are like one of the best duos in terms really? of chemistry that I've ever seen on Hallmark, next to like Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad and. Andrew Walker and Bethany Lynn's like yeah those those two have fan and they, she even said it like that's like her brother like they and I'm like yeah. I could totally see it totally see it totally yeah. see it I feel like what was it I think I saw something on Instagram like a while back and and you could totally just like get the vibe just like from the photo like just their connection and so yes. yeah I yes. need to I need to watch that oh man yeah. <laughs> Okay. And so now I just want to give you space to like you did with Tyler, but I'm not, a, you know, like it doesn't need to be about me. Um, no, <laughs> I just want to give you space to like, you know, just like talk about you promote, like whatever you have going on. And then if there's like any like sage wisdom, like if there's, you know, like a like a young Dara, like listening, like what sort of advice would you give them? What wisdom would you want to pass along? Well, first I want to thank you, Christy, for having me on. Um, it's such a pleasure uh, 
you are doing some amazing things. Please don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. I'm I'm really I'm really t- like please do not stop. Like I am a fan. I am watching. I'm liking. I'm DMing. I'm commenting. You are. I appreciate. I appreciate. <laughs> I really do. Thank you. Please don't stop because you are my feel good happy place. So thank you. Yeah. please <laughs> oh, don't stop. Um, what I would say to a younger Dara that's listening, I think I would say. You don't have to worry about what other people think about you because at the end of the day it's really what God thinks about you because he loves you he created you and he knows your future better than you know your future so trust that it will work out even though it may not work out the way you wanted to trust that it will and just general wisdom I would say for anyone just and it can sound so cliche, but it really is. I'm re- I'm really passionate about it. Just be yourself. I feel like you do the world a disservice mm-hmm. when you try to be someone else. That means we're not able to really benefit from the real you because God has placed some things inside of you that are necessary for the world or else he wouldn't have made you. And I'll speak for myself. I'm not able to... I'm not able to benefit, whether it's virtually, even if we never meet in life. But I like there there are people who aren't able to benefit from those things that God put on the inside of you because we're wasting time trying to be an influencer on so like trying to be like that influencer on social Mm -hmm. media or like that celebrity who couldn't give two craps about us or like or that popular girl in school who is getting all the guys. And so we think we need to be her all you really need to be is yourself because you are enough like you just as you are right now are enough that's so beautiful and it's so true like it's it so- really is it really is I think that's my heart in general for people I just pray that people I guess because it was such a big part of my life I I just encouraged to the point of like shoulder shaking like please I implore like just please be yourself yeah like it's it's don't waste time trying to wish your life away like be in the now be in the present look at what you have both internally and externally and know that what you have and who you are enough so well thank you I, I, I agree like 1 million billion trillion (laughs) percent. Um, so people can follow you where? Yes. Dear Hallmark on Instagram. Um, and now Facebook, I'm still, I feel, I'm still trying to get used to Facebook. I I've just been solely on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. now Facebook is a thing and I realized I'm alienating a group of people that are not on Instagram right so I was like let me start a Facebook page <laughs> um and YouTube as well is all dear Hallmark and my podcast is on Apple Spotify Google Podcasts and then Chasing Wind all of my, well yeah the Chasing Wind book you can find both in print and digital on Amazon and inhale the print version is through barnes and noble press and the digital version is on kindle 
And then with Moon Talks, that is on Kindle. I need to find that. (laughs) It's a quick, it's only like 20 or 30 pages. It was a very, it's like a little... I love boosh, if you will. Oh, that's what I call. That's what I call like my five-minute podcast episode yes, on the yes. edition. But yes. I look up how to spell it because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining, Dara. I know I will want to have you back more and more. Whenever, so. wherever, I'm down the clown. Let's do it. <laughs> that reminds me of the Shakira song. <laughs> I. G- got it from Bran. He's I was watching a live from Deck the Hallmark. He he said that in the live and I was like, I like that and I think I'm going to incorporate that in my life. So well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, everybody. So how good was that conversation with Dara? I hope as I said at the beginning of this episode that even if you don't love Hallmark, you still gained something from this. And what really surprised me is that one, Dear Hallmark is a really popular podcast. I mean, it's been mentioned in Us Weekly. And what tripped me out was to learn that she only launched it in August of last year. And as I shared with her, when I came to know of her, I just felt like she'd been around forever. She just had that, that confidence. And again, I mean, when I think of Dara, I just think of the word charisma. Like that is just to me, the best adjective to describe her. So she just seems so seasoned and so comfortable just being her. And so I think, again, it was surprising to learn that she launched the podcast, not even a year ago, but also just learning about her experience growing up. And I think her, her lack of confidence and comfort with just embracing who she was and the person that we're, we're seeing that we're listening to is someone who I feel like just recently embraced within the past couple of years, who she really is and is now exactly who God designed her to be. And I love how her faith plays such a huge part in her life and just getting these signs and messages from God and just going like, all right, like use me, however I'm supposed to be used so that I can be of service to others. And I'm so happy that I have gotten to know her and I'm so happy that through this podcast, you all have gotten to know a different side of her. I think many of you listening probably are familiar with her and dear Hallmark. And so I love that she allowed us to get to know a different side of her. And I hope you walk away from this episode being willing to embrace who you are and know that you are uniquely you and that what makes you different is intentional and you're here to make your own mark on the world. So embrace yourself and love yourself for who you, who you are, because that's who you were meant to be.
So if you want to stay connected with Dara, please follow her on Instagram and YouTube at Dear Hallmark. Um, if you want to purchase Chasing Wind, you can do that on Amazon. And it's relatively short. It's like a 200-page novella, I think. Um, I read it in a really interesting trip to Big Bear, um, which I mentioned. Um, if you were interested in Inhale, you can buy that at Barnes and Noble Press. And that's also available on Kindle, as is Moon Talks, which I know I am going to grab a copy of. And one of the things that I really liked too is just one, like her innovation and her entrepreneurial spirit and just asking questions. She didn't know what she didn't know, but just asking questions and connecting with people who may be able to help her. I mean, she was able to start up Avenue 89 and publish her own books. And it, it's just mind boggling to me. Like there's so much more to her than I thought when I asked her to come on. So I hope that she serves as an inspiration for you to show you what's possible because I think so many of us focus on what isn't possible when I think there are so many examples that surround us on a daily basis and show us what is possible if we just have courage, have faith, and choose to believe in ourselves. So thank you so much for listening, friends. I appreciate you so much, and I will talk with you soon.